The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk. About the first thing we're going to talk about is recycling. Apparently, we're very good at it in this country when it comes to glass and paper and metal, but we are on the naughty step when it comes to plastic. We fall well short of targets, according to the EPA. Well, we sent our reporter Sarah Madden onto the streets to ask people what their recycling habits are and whether they actually do it in the first place. Oh, I recycle, yeah. We do, yes, yeah. We have a green recycle bin and we use that and it's always full. <laughs> I didn't growing up, came late in life. A woman does it all, I don't do anything. I just put the bin out. <laughs> That's your job? Yeah. Are you in charge of it in your house? I am, no, I, I take full charge of that job. I'm trying to spread the gospel. <laughs> Did you rinse it? Have you rinsed the milk cotton? Have you rinsed the orange juice cotton? What have you rinsed? What have you not rinsed? I'm the nag. I'm going through my bin at home and taking out the tin foil with the grease on it and the dirty plastic, just giving out to my family members. I'd say you're very popular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the most difficult things to recycle or the things that you're never quite sure about? Plastic bags. Packaging, sort of whether it's vegetables, that sort of thing. Foil. I never know if we're allowed to recycle foil if that's supposed to go in the general waste. So you're having a cup of coffee here now. What are you going to do with that? If there was a recycling bin, I'd put it in a recycling bin. But if it was just a normal bin on the street, I'd just throw it into that as well, which I don't know if you're supposed to or not. And Ireland has a really bad track record when it comes to recycling. Would you be surprised? I'm not surprised, no. Well, the children find it confusing, that's for sure. But everything's constantly changing. Like, at some point, I know we couldn't recycle certain items, and then they changed it to we could. I don't know if it's laziness or not, or stupidity, but they don't care. Is it? <laughs> they just don't, don't care. care. What about the, the situation with the bins and things? Is it becoming more confusing, or is it easier for people now? No, I think it's easier. It's sort of Everything's pretty clearly labelled, and yeah, it's easy to follow. Make an effort. Oh, God bless that person's... Uh, um confidence in what can and can't be recycled I actually have a bit of uh, sympathy for those people that Sarah spoke to uh, in the middle uh, there who suggested they get a little confused they're not really sure what plastics go into a weapon that's me at times I stand kind of looking over it uh, not quite sure where to put it I suspect that's part of the reason that we are such laggards when it comes to plastics when compared to glass paper and metal anyway Mindy O'Brien is with us she's the coordinator of voice uh, of Irish Concern for the Environment uh, Mindy, are you surprised at all by these figures? Hi, Karen. Um, yeah, it, it, um, plastic is the notoriously most difficult material to recycle. People get confused about it. But I think we're putting a lot of burden on the individual, on the consumer. I think people are trying their best. But unfortunately, the producers and the retailers are putting lots of plastic out there that's not easily recyclable anyway. So they, there's multi-layers in the, in the, recy- in the, in the plastic which makes it more difficult to recycle. So what we need to do, instead of saying to all of us, you're doing really bad or you need to recycle more, we're not going to recycle our way out of the plastic crisis that we're in. We really need to look upstream, go up the supply chain and ask the retailers and the producers why are they putting everything in plastic and why are they putting in plastic that's very difficult to recycle. And who are the worst offenders? What industries in that regard? I know there was a real pushback a couple of years ago in supermarkets to get more fruit and veg out of plastic wrappers. Now, there's still lots of them in plastic wrappers, but that there's probably a little bit more loose fruit and veg in the main supermarket change. They did make some effort. They have, um, but the problem is, is um, oftentimes the loose products are more expensive per kilo. So if I'm going in to get loose carrots, it's much more expensive than buying a bag of carrots. Um, so if you are on a budget, you'll say, oh, gosh, it's less for me to buy per kilo, so I'll buy a whole bag of carrots wrapped in plastic. So um, I think, uh, you know, in France what they have done is they have listed 30 products um, that have to be plastic and 
package free. And we pushed for this in the Dole, and I think we had good reception. But um, this is something we need to push with supermarkets to reduce the amount of plastic packaging out there. But it's also on the go. A lot of the um, takeaways, those are all in single-use packaging. We need to look at new systems and how we can buy the product, how we can buy the food, and just rent the packaging that can be returned, washed, and reused again and again. I'm conscious as well of people who do an awful lot of online shopping. I mean, there are products that come and they have layers. It's like past the parcel at a kid's birthday party. They could have five or six layers of packaging around them. Oh, you did right. The e-commerce has really, um, really added to our packaging uh, weights. Um, we have huge amount of packaging coming in. And if you buy something from Amazon, uh, it's coming from miles, miles away. And if you buy three items, what they do is they might send you three items in three different boxes all packed separately. And then you have to deal with all that packaging at the end. So, you know, I encourage people to, to buy things locally where, where possible. Uh, I mean, how, though, do we get the message through to the likes of Amazon to reduce the amount of packaging they wrap things in? Uh, I know there are several campaigns, you know, looking at that. Um, they're a huge. I mean, for me to contact them, they would just swap me like a little fly. But I think there needs to be a concerted effort. I know we're part of an organization called Break Free from Plastic, which is a global uh, network, and they are tackling e-commerce and seeing where they can reduce the amount of packaging they're putting out. There are actually new products where you can have reusable packaging that um, you, you get the packaging, and at the end you just kind of fold it up, put it in the, in the post box, and it goes back to the producer to be used again. So that's what we need to do is how do you buy a, a service rather than the packaging? So, I mean, if we think of this as in terms of kind of uh, symptoms and causes, uh, obviously you treat the cause, that's the obvious thing to do and prevent all that packaging coming into the home. You still do have to treat the symptoms as well to a degree and people will have packaging uh, that they've got to work out where it goes, what is the most suitable bin. Why is it that plastic is so confusing in that regard? Well, I think um, we had several messaging, and, and one of your um, um, people interviewed were saying, you know, we were confused. At first, the soft plastics weren't allowed. Now they are. So they are accepting all soft plastics. Will they all get recycled? No, but they have more. Uh, they have a, a better chance of being recycled if they are in the recycling bin. Um, so I think yeah, we still do need to recycle, and, and plastic, the reason it's, it's you know, they put lots of different layers, so you might have different polymers on one of the uh, and one packaging, which makes it more difficult to recycle. So even if you put it into the bin, where they measure it is at the end of the um, recycling plant to see what actually goes to get recycled. So a lot of the stuff we put in the bin may fall off the the conveyor belt, may fi- fall off the recycling stream, and then go to incineration. So. Yes, it might be in your green bin, but it mm. may not be recycled. And what, what's the, the main reason for that? I mean, is it that it should never have gone in there in the first place? Or that, because you heard a few people there as well talking about the need to clean the plastics before they go in. Is it that a lot of them go in a bit dirty? Yeah, some of it goes in dirty. Um, I heard one guy said he puts his coffee cup, a disposable coffee cup, that should not go into your recycling bin. So you get items in there that not are not recyclable. Uh, crisp packets are very difficult to recycle, biscuit wrappers. So those people put those in their bins, they will fall off the line and they will be sent for incineration. So, um, you know, put them in and, and, and hopefully more will get recycled. 
but again, it not not all of it will. Uh, well, can you answer that question that was asked, uh, posed by one person as well, uh, speaking to Sarah Madden? Can they recycle their tinfoil? As long as it's clean. All right, so there you go. Yep, yeah, so it's just ball, you know, if it's clean, just ball it up and put it into your recycling bin. Yes, it is recyclable. Same with foil um, trays um, and tins and things like that. They can go into your recycling bin. Darren in Tipperary has a suggestion. Why doesn't uh, the government get industry to implement colour-coded plastic, green, brown and black? And that will determine where it goes. <laughs> uh, we have, we're within the EU, so whatever it has to be done. I know they're looking at labelling uh, an EU level. Um, and um, so I think being a small island and we're getting a lot of things from abroad, it, it takes a higher level discussion, but that is, you know, something that could be done as well. But actually they're saying it's much easier if you have clear plastic so that it's easier to recycle. So your bottle could be recycled into a food planet. So ah, if you use yes. the same type of plastic, you can use it for different types of packaging. Paul from County Louth is wondering why uh, down his local recycling area the plastic bottle banks have been removed for the last two years and somebody else says the trouble is there's too much packaging and I know from my bin collector friends that most of the plastic is contaminated and it ends up in landfill which is all style and little substance. Claire Downey is with us as well, Policy and Research Director with the Rediscovery Centre. Claire, uh, the Rediscovery Centre is branded as Ireland's leader in circular fashion. What does that mean? Yes, so we are the National Centre for Circular Economy and we work across quite a lot of areas from fashion, furniture, um, paint and bikes. But we are really trying to help people overall to cut down on their waste across the board. And we work at a number of different levels, for example, through education, through demonstration here in our centre in Ballymun. And also um, looking at system change, as Mindy said, uh, we do need systems to change policy to change just mm. to make it as easy and affordable as possible well, for people not just to recycle but to avoid waste in the first place what system changes would you like to see yeah well there's currently a consultation around the european eco design regulations so that should in the longer term make our everyday goods much easier to repair when you buy something you should be able to see information for example on how long it will last how you can repair it where you can get spare parts and so on so that's i suppose the the slow um but very important piece of policy work happening at european level and then there's quite a lot of policy activity at at national level of course as well okay so that's the, the macro view what about the micro you talk as well mm. about educating people i mean where is that education lacking at the moment what 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 message the first the first message you'd like to give people when they when they come to you or they come to somebody else to talk about their waste management if we'll describe it that way yeah well, we've done some research into the behaviour and attitude towards circular economy. And firstly, we know these kind of terms are not that well understood or known. And But people, you know, generally, there is a great appetite for reducing plastics. And you heard a lot of frustration around that already. And being able to repair broken things and generally kind of doing more. Um, so... There's definitely, you know, uh, an interest there, but it's just not always the easiest thing to do. And we know from our research that people are thinking less and less about sustainability when shopping. It's probably because of some of the competing issues like cost of living, like COVID. So what we want to do really, and we are about to launch a campaign shortly through our EPA partnership to show just how easy it is and how possible it is 
to save money while also doing the right thing in terms of waste prevention and reuse. And for example, right now it's secondhand September. Um, so everyone's being encouraged to uh, buy secondhand either at a charity shop or online or to swap things you already mm. have with friends, which is free um, as well. So well, yeah, that's, that's interesting because I mean, the suggestion and, I, and it does make sense, the suggestion that you know, people might be more tempted to go for the the few carrots wrapped in plastic, as Mindy described them, because they're that bit cheaper, given that, you know, disposable income is, is stretched at the moment and likely to be more stretched over the winter. On the flip side, secondhand clothing is going to be cheaper than buying it brand new off the rack, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And there are lots and more and more ways to get secondhand goods either online or or through kind of retail outlets and another area of course is repair and well repair sometimes can sound like a hugely kind of complex area um in many cases there are quite simple things we can do just to keep the things we already have going and again i guess um next month is is reuse month october um, and in partnership with the regional authorities, there will be a number of repair cafes being run, including here at the centre. What that does is just show people how you can, you know, do a quick fix, open something up and and um, empower people to, to repair their own goods. It's a bit of a lost art, is it, a young, amongst younger <laughs> generations? It is, yeah. And I guess there is, you know, a time element involved. But I think um, when we look at how simple some of these things can be, you know, and how cost effective they are by keeping the things you have already going for longer, then there really is a great kind of reason to, to, to learn. Claire, it's been a pleasure and thanks so many for joining us. Claire Downey is Policy and Research Director with the Rediscovery Centre and Mindy O'Brien was with us as well, a coordinator of Voice. One listener says, at the end of the day, consumers won't pay extra for glass bottles. A water company tried glass bottles in Ireland and consumers and businesses refused them. If anything, says David and Cork, it seems food retailers are putting more into plastic. I'm told that it allows for easier scanning, so less training for staff and less hold up at the self-service checkouts. And Marion says, I work at a hospital hospital where the laundry comes wrapped in plastic. Cling film, no less. Shocking, says Marion. Marion, thank you for the text. 53106 is the number. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.